1: Let's grow big together. And all the fabulous podcasts made by Feast of Fun are made possible because of legendary listeners just like you.
2: For an ad-free experience, access our full catalog of over 3,000 shows on our website, FeastofFun.com plus. Or follow us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash
1: Need help with your bodybuilding? Hire me to consult with you to get to the next level. Message me, Fausto Fernos, directly on Instagram, and for 99 bucks, I'll talk to you one-on-one on the phone and answer every question, every single question your heart desires.
2: Bodybuilding is now a competitive sport, but its roots lie in show business. Strongmen have long been a staple of circus acts for their feats of strength, but it was Prussian bodybuilder Eugene Sandow, who, under the management of Florence Ziegfeld, went from lifting heavy objects on stage to capturing the world's imagination by posing and flexing his muscles for fun and entertainment.
1: Over a hundred years later, there's a club called Flex in San Francisco's leather bar, Powerhouse, which has bodybuilders come show off their muscles and invites the audience to join in on the fun with a best biceps contest. Let's grow big together. The podcast that's sweet and salty, but always fits your macros. I'm Fausto Fernos. And I'm Mark Fillion.
2: In this series, we're taking a look at the passion for muscle, how to build it, keep it going, muscle gods and muscle worship.
1: Today, flex organizer, bodybuilder and performer, Andrew Donbos joins us to talk about putting together his muscle worship events, inspired by classic live muscle worship videos made by Jimmy Z, where audiences marveled at muscular physiques.
2: Plus the sadomasochistic nature of working with a bodybuilding coach.
1: Preacher dumbbell hammer curls that will make you love your biceps and
2: why watermelon is wonderful hello
1: hey what's up little bro it's fausto <laughs>
2: hey fausto what's and, going on big bro
3: and mark from, from let's grow big together
2: the How name are of you? the
1: show is called let's grow big together it's produced yes. by feast of Fun. yes it is yeah yes yeah, yeah. hello
3: hello to both of you yes hello
1: andrew you have probably one of the sexiest voices of any of the guests that we've gotten on the show
3: Oh, gosh, thank you.
1: I'm like, I'm tinkling a little
3: bit here. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you as much of my voice as you can take.
1: Now, how much is this the authentic you versus like a performative version of yourself? Or is there no difference?
2: Is this the demon voice we're hearing?
3: Who, me right now?
1: No,
2: yeah, yeah. this
3: is, okay. I uh, No, this is me. Yeah. This is me. I, if I, you know, if I give you a range, as I am now, you'll... You'll hear my voice, you know, go up and down. But yeah, this is me.
1: But do you have like a bedroom voice, like a muscle worship voice that you use? Diff- that's
3: Oh, a- oh sure. Oh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's essentially this just like always in my lower register, always like always at a bit of a growl, just like this, like growling into your ear, just like this. <laughs> was that, was that good We're for you? Was that a little sample? Here. Oh my God. That, I should have, I should have prepared you like, like, hang on. I'm going to give you a sample of that right there. Hmm.
1: Now, you used to live in Chicago, right?
3: Um, I lived in Michigan, born and raised there in Michigan, uh, went to school there.
1: Uh, in, in the state of Michigan or a city of Mich- Michigan? Michigan City. In the city. state. In the state, <laughs> in the state of in Michigan. In
3: the state of Michigan. Where is Michigan City? It's in Indiana. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. there's a
2: Michigan City in Indiana. Of yeah. course there is. No, I'm,
3: I'm saying, I'm, well, okay but, okay, but I mean. It's kind of a resort town, so a lot of people in Chicago have second homes there. If and when we talk about Michigan City, we're talking about Michigan City. Okay. If and when we're talking about Michigan, mm-hmm. guess but what? Where was? in Michigan? We're like
1: Troy or uh, Saugatuck or?
3: No, this was uh, a quaint little place that you'll hear sometimes in the uh, the words of Elvis Presley when he's going on about, you know, I've been everywhere, man. Kalamazoo is oh, one of those places yeah. he lists oh, wow. off. Yes. I
2: was born in Battle Creek. Oh, that's close by. Uh, yes. Sister Cities. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yes yeah, indeed yeah. yes and so you decided to move to san francisco to pursue fame and fortune and and the riches that come with bodybuilding uh
3: yeah it was a, a sort of a gold rush thing uh you know coming here for the for the wealth of uh california no um but but uh nevertheless that you know uh bodybuilding you know was inevitably a part of that just because you know here i was you know now look uh, just you know grown up you know On my own, you know, out of school, you know, um, and uh, lifting became a really important part of that.
1: Well, it's interesting because, you know, what you're doing now is very similar to what Arnold and Franco and Sylvester Stallone and Lou Ferrigno and all these guys were doing. They they were attracted to the sunshine, to the gyms, to the culture of California and their pursuit of building muscle, but also in sort of uh, developing careers as bodybuilders and as entertainers. Uh,
3: yeah, you 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 describe that in in the example that you described there. You describe it as like a conscious effort, sort of on their part. Uh, that that by that is by no means sort of like my story. Yeah. Um, I you know I happen to be a performer. I happen to like have a background in theater. I moved here. Not knowing other other than the fact that you know maybe like uh, San Francisco was well known as a gay city, I didn't know in what way it was gay. I didn't know why you know you know all of the facets or anything about it. You know, I didn't know that something like Folsom Street Fair existed here. I didn't know that you know San Francisco had a large and prominent leather community. You know, all all things that are now super important to me um, and have shaped and formed me from being here in San Francisco. Um, none of those things. I was aware of when I moved here and, you know, certainly wanting to have a uh, success in bodybuilding. I think, you know, when you start out in bodybuilding, just because, you know, you don't have it yet and it is such of a journey. Um, you know, it becomes, even though you work towards it, it becomes something that you have to work towards sort of like trusting in this thing that it's going to happen for a while. So you, you can like, you know, work towards something and not necessarily, you know, it's going to, necessarily pay out, but, you know, it's, it's, you know, from the dedication of, you know, I think like following the, the habit that you develop of like, let's say like lifting every day or like always lifting consistently, no matter what, and, you know, sort of the mechanisms that you can have to make that happen. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. once you add time, you know, you can get big.
1: Well, there you that's go. An interesting thing about what you're doing though, because, uh, I'm really fascinated by the fact that you and your friends organize this muscle worship event called flex
3: hot. Yes. <laughs> super hot.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds Great. wonderful. What do you
3: think about the name? Right. Good name for that Great right?
1: name. And, and so to describe the people, what's going on you're, you guys are inviting professional bodybuilders to oil up and flex for an audience in a gay bar in San uh, Francisco. And yeah. then you're also having like a, a kind of amateur bodybuilding contest as well.
3: Yes, correct.
1: And that, to me, blows my mind because it's like, we're back to the days of Eugene Sando, (laughs) who, you know, captured, who became a celebrity by going to the world's fairs and expos and not... What he could lift, but how well, he st- good he looked.
2: He started off like lifting sure. and doing feats of strength. Then he met up with Ziegfeld, who was, you know, did Zigfield Follies. You see him mentioned in Funny Girl, which is on Broadway now with Leah Michelle. <laughs> right. right, right. And so he got him to change his act. He said, you know, instead of focusing on these feats of strength, just show your body. So he built like a special box for him to be like displayed in. So, you know, there's, uh, so people can come along and admire him
1: everything old is new again Mm -hmm. it really is and so like with flax you're having all these admirers of muscular physiques and actual bodybuilders in a really playful safe environment to sort of like celebrate that
3: uh yes uh first everything you described is 100 yes i mean okay And i will also say again i think uh Fausto, you, you honor me by giving me, you know, uh, such, such a deeper, you know, trace of like the, you know, like, like the history of You're like, you I'm know, just horny. physical, physical display. Um, but for me, you know, let yeah. me tell you like, like a far more prominent, you know, um, yeah. um uh, not long past, uh-huh. um, you know, thing that inspires me certainly to do flex. Um, is the um, you know, me um, you know, watching so many of these um, these recorded live muscle worship shows that um, this uh, producer by the name of Jimmy Z um, in LA at the Faultline Bar, which I think Faultline is um, closed, I think that was a maybe even a pre pandemic closure, but um, at Faultline Bar. Um, these these shows would happen where um, he would you know come out and sort of emcee the crowd and you know get everyone ready and then he would introduce these um, you know for for him you know these uh, you know a number of maybe like one or two mm-hmm. or I think in some of the shows like eight like competitive bodybuilders on stage who are there in their posers who are there a lot of these guys nominally maybe like straight identified but nevertheless have you know you know uh, certainly before probably participated in like you know muscle worship or you know the idea of just like showing off for a decidedly gay crowd um you know they're on stage like flexing for a crowd in their posing trunks with you know men of the audience you know putting in a a, you know dollars and more you know into their into their posing thongs and you know getting a chance to feel their you know massive huge bodies that they're readily flexing for them that's so i mean that's that's so much more the inspiration to me. And then in a in a way, um, you know, flex, flex as an event, you know, started not with me at the head of it. It was just sort of, you know, happened that this uh this former organizer no longer wanted to do it. And it said, like, you know, hey, do you do you want do you want to carry this on? And I said, sure, you know, because I'd I'd long thought about all the little things that I would want to do. And around that time as well, like being influenced by these Jimmy Z shows, I remember sort of, you know, at a certain point, like, there don't seem to be any more videos and doing a little bit of digging online and, you know, coming to the news that um, the producer had died at some point.
1: Oh, that's so and, sad.
3: Right. And so like there, it was, it was almost yeah. the sort of like, it was almost the sort of like thought of like, that was almost a sort of like, um, um, you know, sort of this, like this, uh, the switch in my head that sort of made me think like, oh my gosh, like this guy that made these things that were so impactful to me, you know is gone and it it you know it, it seems that with him you know the entire you know operation you know no one seemed to you know maybe want to continue it or and you know do it in any way so i thought like wow what an interesting opportunity i have to like i don't know in my own little small way like try to recreate that and and i hope from from doing you know just uh, just one before and this one coming up soon um that you know i can sort of like grow this idea into you know bringing you know, top level talent, and to, and to do something like that, I think that would be—I think that would be the ultimate cool thing to like to be creating something that yeah, so inspired me, right? Well, yeah,
1: because uh, you know, when I talk to some of these bodybuilders, uh, especially the straight-identifying guys, um, they had dreams of being, you know, a professional football player or baseball player, and then they had an injury mm. or something happened that you know kept them from pursuing their their true love. The sport of that, you know, compet that that um, you know spectator sport, and so they turned to bodybuilding, and you know, part of them was like, well, you know, if I build muscles, like girls will be interested in me, and they they all unanimously say. It's men.
2: <laughs> Everybody loves yeah.
3: muscles.
1: Everybody even, loves muscles. Even muscle. old
3: grandmas love muscles.
1: Yes. There's that famous photo of the two old, old ladies on the park bench. Oh, and sure. Arnold right. Collecting. Checking out.
3: Right. Yep, yep. Exactly. Right. These very prim... Mm proper ladies, right. And Arnold there and like, you know, like posing trunks, mm-hmm. like just there in front of them, you now, know, what was Arnold doing?
1: Yeah. Like walking in a park that day, like <laughs> he went up to the old lady. sure it was the setup. Oh yeah. my God. Well, I
3: mean, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, you got the camera following you around, you know, Arnold's going to, you know, pull a stunt, of course, you know.
1: Mm. Well, and there, you know, I certainly mean, there's uh the, the queer <clears throat> origins of, of modern bodybuilding. You know, you think about like May West uh, giving the rise to so many of these, uh, a list hunks of their of their sure, day sure. Um, she would you know hire these professional bodybuilders to you know decorate the set and make her <sighs> campy films like pop out You bring
3: up the origins of muscle worship and as as I'm talking about this, I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. a recent really nicely written article that had some really nice citing of original sources and and sort of explanations of the very gay origins of sort of bodybuilding professional bodybuilding and yet this kind of like weird relationship like tension in a relationship of course between like the like people who are actually like doing you know the bodybuilding like on stage with like you know the you know how sort of you know receptive they are to the to the audience that sort of you know got Mm -hmm. them there in the first place um a shoot, but it talks is, uh, really, it talks I, really I know nicely what you're about. Talking
1: about it's a uh, Benjamin Weil, who's a bodybuilder, a gay bodybuilder. The name of the article is it. macho, macho men, the queer history of pumping iron. And we're definitely uh, working uh, right. with Benjamin to go. have him on yeah. the show, but we want to talk about you. <laughs> sure.
3: Okay. Well, no, sure. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. you know, I, I wanted to yeah. bring that up because, you know, it's a great article. interesting, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Good background Uh, information.
1: But, you know, in terms of like, you know, organizing flex uh, and what it's at. uh, What bar is it at in San Francisco? Oh, yeah,
3: sure. I should say this is uh, this is Powerhouse Bar uh, right there at the, you know, that's Folsom and Dory. Right. Right at the intersection. It's a leather bar traditionally, right? Yeah. Yes. uh, Leather bar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And in in terms of like, you know, approaching bodybuilders to participate in this, like uh, I I assume that you're sort of like uh, doing some of the bookings.
3: Uh, well, like, when you say me and my friends are putting this on, yeah. it, it's, no, it's just you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of the ringleader. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you know, uh, my boyfriend will maybe be one of the go-go's, you know, as long as he doesn't have like, a, you know, a different event to go to himself, you know, right. just wanting to dance himself. Um, Who, what's your boyfriend's so far, so, so handle on so Twitter far, for
2: people that want to follow
3: him on uh, Twitter? Oh, sure. Uh, my boyfriend, yeah. uh, that is similar to my handle. My handle's uh muscle pup badge. That's my pup name um his is muscle pup t y r okay yeah okay. so you can look that up and check and that's that out josh. you'll yeah. you'll certainly yeah. you'll certainly find more information yeah. about uh flex um on that page as well
1: and we used to work out with josh uh here in, in chicago at the cheetah gym mm? yep uh people I remember, no, we, him, we say I remember him mentioning you saying cheetah gym to after- people yeah
3: after after you and I, you know, sort of sort of started talking. I remember, you know, mm-hmm. showing Josh, uh, you know, your photo and saying, you oh, know, look at this look at this cute little muscle guy I'm talking to. Um, and <laughs> well, okay, no, wait, sorry, wrong operative <laughs> word. Wrong operative, this wrong operative word. This podcast is over. You know, that's meant and to say. It oh, was meant to be in that that endearing way, but no, he no, he did not. He, yeah. he recognized you and of said, course. like, oh yeah, I, I know this guy. No, yeah. um, which you know made me know that you know you were a you know solid.
1: And I person. know that you guys are uh, deeply in love because you, instead, you know, then The Bachelor, you say, will you take this rose? You said, will you take this padlock and chain and put it around your neck? Well, we don't exactly have a padlock. You don't anymore. Okay. Because he, he did for a while. Maybe that was. I don't know. Yeah, Josh. I thought that, that you were the person who gave him the lock. Oops. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: Well, who has okay, Josh, John, that is okay. He is his own man.
1: Okay. He, so he,
3: at he, flex, he, he, you, he got, you got, you have this well. guy
2: up on stage, like yeah. are, are people allowed to yeah. come we'll up and oil flex. them up and, and, and worship well, them? So, or how does this work?
3: Well, okay. So if you want me to give you a little bit of like the run of the show, yeah, so like, yeah, so, yeah. So, so right, right now, sort of the, the, the way in which we sort of do it, because, um, I think that first the, the, uh, you know, I, I sort of had to realize from the last event that I really sort of like need to prepare the crowd for like what i want them to do you know sort of yeah. then just like expecting that you know i can send the bodybuilder down it's the crowd and everyone's going to reach out you know because a little people are going to yell first they're going to back out of the way be like oh i want to give this guy some room as he's moving through he's the big guy like mm-hmm. i'm like no no you got to come forward and you got to like check this guy out so um the 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 shtick of it is that you know i want to you know of course you know um uh you know introduce the bodybuilders you know show them off a little bit here you know have them flex a little bit here and then They become, uh, because, you know, I just want to be the MC, you know, Um, I'm going to have them be the judge of the bicep contest. So we have, you know, a bunch of people who entered the bicep contest come up Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I won't tell you all of the prizes that we give away, but I'll I'll highlight one because I think it's important to muscle worship. We give away a gold hanky, right? You flag gold, gold lame, if you want to, if you want to flag for muscle worship. Oh, so I
2: have to give fees to a gold lame hanky? right where the heck so, do yes. you even buy something like that or do you have to uh, make it Etsy. let <laughs> me tell you Etsy.
1: <laughs> so so the gold hanky like uh, in the hanky code is represents muscle worship
3: Rest represents muscle worship yes gold so is man. that a reference yes.
1: to uh, rocky horror picture show with yes the, specifically
3: rocky horror yes the gold posing trunks yes it is it is the it is the origin Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay, so, and so if it's right, on the so, left side, so, okay.
2: that means you want to be worshipped. And if it's on the right side, you are the worshiping. Right,
3: exactly. Right. Okay. Giving and receiving. The okay. the classic left and right. Okay. So okay, let me return to Flex. Yeah. Okay. So that's one of the prizes. All right. So the bodybuilders judge the contest. Prizes are given out. Okay. So then I have the bodybuilders come up and, you know, I introduce them, you know, what shows they've done, what shows they're about to do, um, you know, what titles that they've won um and then uh we 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 ask them to do their routine and you know it's like the the routine that you would be doing for the judges at the show um that that's how they're going to start but i but i but i but i first then also say like oh wait a minute the bodybuilders are not ready everyone um i need i need some volunteers from the audience to oil these guys up Ooh. so right so then we have people come up we oil them up what oil are and, you using
1: this is important oh,
3: oil Baby oil.
1: Baby oil. Not coconut oil?
3: Ba- baby no. oil, baby. Of course, baby.
1: Baby. Oh, yeah, baby.
3: <laughs> uh, so you like a vitamin E mixture?
2: No, I oil.
1: like coconut oil. Uh, Extra virgin. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Because well, it's we'll, better for you your know, skin. Mm. Okay. I don't oil know. I mean, uh, you know, listen. We we'll uh, use baby oil. Uh, one day, uh, I ran out of everything. So I pulled out some Pam cooking spray, like old school, and just psss, on them. <laughs> wow. Wow sprayed it and then i you know it was so like hot a, i could cook some eggs m- on it
3: necessity is the mother of invention invention there <laughs> wow you were just like i, I i'm desperate but one thing i don't for, recommend people for use greasy worship mm-hmm. i'm desperate for some use type of if you want no lube d- for my muscles i don't the recommend only thing use, i have in the house yeah. is is uh is uh you know the cooking spray
1: i don't recommend wow. using silicone based lube because it can clog your pores and the last thing you want Got the it. next day, especially if you're competing and you're like, Hey, I'm going to take a side gig at flex before my big contest is you oh. don't want to break out in a rash.
2: Well, you have to oh. wash with like a, you need a detergent, no. like no, dog that would, that's going to remove the grease. Yeah.
3: That would truly be, uh, that, that would be, that would be ideal. Uh, a competitive bodybuilder ready to go. Like, you know, show depleted competition tomorrow. Like, Oh,
1: Well, this is the struggle that I'm facing, right? So I started building muscle in order to attract beautiful, muscular men like you. And then um, I attracted beautiful, muscular men like you. But now...
0: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, Working together to keep our country and community safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.
1: Oh, I'm like uh-huh. trying to do a contest next fall, and uh-huh. so now it's like everything's geared towards that contest, and I don't have time uh-huh. to do anything else. Uh-huh. I become the monster that I loathed.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: And so like, it's really hard to sell guys the idea of, you know, going into a bar where there's drinks, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it is draining to be performing late into the night, you know, and the next day you got to wake up early because a lot of these bodybuilding contests, they're posed down. The first one, the prejudging yeah. takes place at 830 in the morning.
3: Okay. Well, other than, I'm other like, than the, okay, Fausto, Fausto <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a little bit of a fantasy. It's a little bit of a fantasy, isn't it? To have a bodybuilder who would say, yes, the day before a competition, I'll come and I'll come and do your show. That's my fantasy. I'm not necessarily trying to make that happen. I just let I that say,
1: don't dream it, be it.
3: as a, uh, okay, well, Fausto probably not for all of the good reasons that you literally <laughs> just outlined.
1: Listen, you know, maybe you could do it, do them like, you know, a month beforehand, you know, sure or or after the workout too you know after the contest they can come and see you know you can promise them that you'll have pizza sushi and donuts (laughs) i actually saw um that some of these um bodybuilding contests have a table that looks like homer simpson's (laughs) wet dream and it's it's literally a bulletin board with sticks on it filled with donuts yeah.
3: When when you do your show and you compete, you're gonna really enjoy having that table there to, yeah. you know, give you some type of, you know, glucose in your body, which your body is screaming for.
1: Now, after uh so you find the guys that are gonna do it, you're gonna prepare the audience, you prepare them too, because yeah, a lot of these guys are not strippers or dancers, they're just athletes, you know. They're they have big muscular builds and and you're like, okay, you know, people want to touch you. Are you yeah. okay with that? Or how do you talk about that?
3: Uh, exactly as you just did. Yeah. You don't, you don't do it any other way. Uh huh. Here's, here's the main idea. You be touched head to toe in a gay bar. I think that, you know, the, the, the way that I've always sort of conducted myself is with a very frank directness. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell you as it like, and and as a, as a director of like, you know, like an event like this, where I have a vision I'm trying to achieve, Mm
4: -hmm. I'm going
3: to tell you exactly what I want you to do. And I'm going to make sure you're okay with doing exactly what my vision is. And if you're not okay with it, then this is not the event for you.
1: So you say, like, you remember the movie Poltergeist when the mom falls into the pool and all this? I have not seen Poltergeist, so I don't
3: know the
1: reference. <laughs> and all the skeletons start clawing on her, and she's trying to escape the swimming pool. I don't think <laughs> this
3: has anything to do with skeletons or clawing out of a pool of skeletons. But something that,
1: you know, like, I've been in that kind of situation sometimes where the, you have, like, five or six people all wanting to touch you at the same time. And you're yeah. just like, who pulled that? Where did mm-hmm. that come from? You know, and you're like, okay. ah.
2: Well, that's why it's important to be greased up so they can't get a hold of you. Yeah, you can <laughs> Even like a, you know, a dancer in a bar, a lot well, of times they're, falso, they're greased falso, up just so, you falso. know.
3: I mean, let me, let me make something abundantly clear yes, to you. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, I'm not brother. trying to
3: make anyone uncomfortable. Right. I'm not trying to make anyone uncomfortable. That is why I, I, I mean, let me say this again to you. Yes. The people that I have participating in the events, the people that I would want to have participate in the events, I, again... I make it abundantly clear mm-hmm. about what is going to happen so that no one is made uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and, and you, you telling I me, you so, telling me yeah. that you would be uncomfortable with like five or six hands on you, you would not be the bodybuilder for like, this event.
1: Well, part of it is like, in theory, like, you know, we fantasize about something in any cir- circumstance. And then yes. when we actually ex- start to experience it, we start realizing that there's like unexpected consequences about everything. Right. And, and I imagine well, that like, you know, those that like navigating that can be a very delicate matter, right? No, no,
3: no. I'm going to tell you exactly what I want mm-hmm. you to do. I'm going to ask repeatedly if you are okay with it. And then we're going to go ahead and we're going to do it. And I'm going to, you know, that's how I'm going to approach it.
1: And, and what was, do, you, cause you also, uh, perform and, and dance on stage and, you know, um, at various clubs. Like, do you remember like your first experience of doing that?
3: Uh sure, yeah, it was Flex. Uh oh, okay. the the uh the, the uh-huh. person uh sort of uh, I think the DJ um uh who was already signed on to the event, you know, reached out to me and said, Hey, I have a this friend who's doing this event, it's called Flex. He sort of has this idea that he wants like these kind of muscly go-goes at it. Like, do you think you would want to do that? And you know, my first answer was no. I've I've never done that before. I don't I don't think I could do that. He's like, Oh well you don't really have to like dance he wants you to like flex more and i and i sort of like okay i can i can i'm a little bit more comfortable doing that okay and of course you know sort of you know easily you know two-step with the music after you get a little bit comfortable with it but um that was that was how it was pitched to me and that that was that was my first go at it
1: and you know and in terms of like uh when people come to admire the muscle they should bring a tip just like a like any kind of performer at a club or is that not a, uh, like, you don't in terms tip of like
3: a drag queen? I don't, I don't, uh, think that was a question, Fausto. I think no, you I'm were, asking. I think you were, st- I, no, I, I think you were stating something. I, I don't think that that should be a question.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to understand. So like, are people expected to tip or are they not?
3: Uh, I think that is universally understood as the okay. uh, expectation that has nothing oh. to do with my event. That is simply okay. universal.
1: Okay. So, so people are expected to tip and when they come onto the stage, a, 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 as they are, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, are we talking about with go-go's now or what?
1: Well, with, with both, I guess with, well, we understand with go-go's because everybody has a frame of reference, but we're trying to understand because a lot of the listeners can't be at flex. So we're just trying to understand like,
3: I think, I think, you know, a really key framework to check out, to understand flexes, go see a Jimmy Z muscle worship video, you know, go ahead and just like Google that you'll, you'll find one of the filmed stage shows at Faultline bar. Um, you'll see Jimmy Z come out, uh, you know, beforehand and talk the crowd through that. You know, these guys are here. They're here to, you know, work hard. Uh, they want your love. Uh, that's you putting a dollar in their thong for them to show you their hard work. Like, I think he does a good job of making that abundantly directly clear to the audience Mm. of what the expectation is.
2: Okay. I'm glad you explained that to us. Our audience understands that.
3: Yeah. yeah. So like that, like that's, that's the idea. Now, um, flex in my control of it. I've only ever, uh, I've only ever been at the helm of doing one of these before up until then it was, uh, the guy before me, um, who was the organizer. And then at a certain point he said, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to organize this anymore. So, um, he passed it to me. Um, so only have I once before been able to sort of execute my vision. And it was sort of in its um, not infancy, but I'll say sort of like that, that first one was like a dry run for me. You know, there are a lot of things I learned. There were a lot of things I would do differently. For instance, like uh, me talking about like um, sort of like being um, inspired by the way that Jimmy sort of like did this introduction. Like I did almost like no real good introduction to like sort of like what I really expected the crowd to do. So like I think like doing this again, like I would like go ahead and like do like a pre-announcement and like let everyone know like, hey, we're gonna have a bodybuilder here. Like the idea is that like you get hands-on with this bodybuilder so that like everyone knows like what the expectation is. Mm. So like that's that's something that I plan to do for this next one. Um and I will tell you that I have the um the, uh, the first bodybuilder I had back, as well as a, uh, um, a second one and the second guy. First guy had already done uh, some competitions. He has another one coming up. He actually just did a Spartan race in Utah. Um, congratulations to him. Um, and uh, the, the new guy, who has not done it yet, has not competed yet, but he has his show coming up. And I think like three more months, maybe. Oh wow! So he's going to be, you know, by the end of well, by the end, and you know, in eleven more days, he's going to be, you know, just a, just a few weeks out, and uh, he's going to be looking really good. Um, so that's going so to be it's going to be two of them on stage um, for for this one coming up, and so yeah, it's going to be you know, it's going to be sort of like a, a duo thing, and I I think the, I think the idea of you know having like sort of like more than one sort of you know, on stage at a time, you know, going down into the crowd, sort of, you know, walking amongst the crowd. I hope that like that sort of increase of energy will sort of help, you know, sort of create the environment that I'm wanting to, Of you know, the, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. people participating of, you know, giving these guys tips.
1: What do you find the most exciting thing about muscle worship or flexing privately or for an audience, personally speaking?
3: Probably a lot of the same things that uh, resonate with you, Fausto. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's it's a very sexy, hot, you know, masculine display of power, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, in terms of for me, it's like there. You know, like uh, people always ask me, and they have a um, a conversation about whether this is healthy or not, <laughs> and anything that like is really gay or uh, body oriented or muscular Mm -hmm. oriented uh, inevitably gets dismissed as whether this is healthy or not, you know, like in the the history of gay. I think Uh also that's that's just like
3: a, like a, I mean, I don't know. That's almost like a non-starter of a conversation to me. Like I like what I like and I'm going to interact with people who like what I like as well. And if you don't like muscle, then I'm not, right into you kind of a thing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like, I only have so much like time and glucose in my body to like (laughs) care. Like if you like, if you're like, if you don't like muscle and you have like hangups about like not liking muscle, like goodbye. Like I'm not into like convincing you. I'm not like, I'm not going to be like, Oh man. Like, you know, because muscle, like I'm just so into muscle. Like, oh man, like someone who's not into muscle, like, oh, I just, I really want to like make them understand. I really just want to like, you know, just empathize with them and like, you know, just really understand where they're coming from. Like, no, if you're not into muscle, like, okay, like I'm going to go hang out with someone who is like, bye. Like that's, well, it's sort of like like, like
1: that scene in Rocky Horror Picture Show where, you know, he's like, (laughs) oh, oh, are we thinking, oh, are we thinking this?
3: Go ahead. Oh, no, I I was, well, I think maybe we're thinking the same scene where, you know, Uh he's, uh, he's asking, you know, uh, um, uh, who is it? You know, Janet. You know mm-hmm. what what she thinks of Rocky and something. Oh,
1: he's a little too big for me. And you
3: know, he I gets don't like right because no, too like, many I muscles
2: make
1: him for yeah. you. Yeah, I think the line goes with like, isn't he a magnificent specimen? <laughs> that, oh then <yes. laughs> Janet, without is kind of like has this mindset. She says, without being asked, she's giving yeah. feedback, and she says, "I don't like a man with too many muscles." And then yeah, he just true. angrily responds, "Is like, well, I didn't make yeah. him for you."
0: And I think that like
1: mindset is really important to think about because like, you know, in terms of when we as human beings pursue pleasure or pursue things that shape our bodies in a way that's uh, aligned with our dreams and desires, inevitably Uh, Whether you're transgender, whether you're a bodybuilder, whether you're just a, you know, ordinary horny person (laughs) looking for some action, uh, there's inevitably going to be people who are just like, is this safe? Is this? And I'm just like, it's irrelevant. It's an irrelevant question. And so for me, when you ask me, like, why do I get turned on by that to me? It's, you know, it's something about that, like, muscular shape is so appealing. Oh, sure, and for me, sure. it's like, uh, you know, it's it's imprinted upon me by like the beautiful men that I would see at the gym when I was going to work out and bodybuild at an eighth grade at, at uh, Gold's Gym in Puerto Rico, believe it or not. Um, sure. And right. those solo flex ads that ran late on television that had Eugene Sando clips of him in there. And, and right. to me, sure. it was like, you know being that and, and transforming myself through the course of my entire life, you know, from, from teenage years to, you know, when I will inevitably become a senior citizen, hopefully Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's something that's a passion and it's a, it's a dream and it's an experience. And to me, it's, it's intoxicating.
3: Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, the, the, um, Mm -hmm. gosh, what was I going to say? There's, there's a few thoughts I had. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, um, I think that, you know, when you think of like, you know, like the attraction to muscle, I think it's very interesting to, um, experience attraction to muscle on both sides of a coin of having it and not having it. Because I remember, uh, you know, for instance, like, you know, like, like growing up, uh, not only not having muscle, but being, being very out of shape, being very out of shape. And I think for all for you know for, the, for for that reason, all the more so, always thinking about you know being fit and not just fit, but like you know hyper athletic, hyper you know you know muscular, and you know and then it's sort of along with that, you know you get to you know maybe hyper masculinity with that, you know not necessarily, but for me, I did. Um, that was the association. So it's interesting to like like think about it. Um, and I remember certainly being motivated to like lift myself you know, from that attraction. Once I was sort of, you know, out on my own, uh, you know, could sort of, you know, you know, finally decided to pursue that.
1: So when you were first going into the gym, what were your workouts like?
3: Very, 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 very first workouts were with a um, trainer at the gym. Um, mm-hmm. I knew, I knew that I didn't necessarily like want to work with a trainer at that point um, uh, for like a long time. Yeah. But because i because i knew then like basically me going from like not lifting with any regularity i took like a weightlifting class for like a year in high school and like that was good like it taught me a lot of like form but like i only ever did that during the class and like you know that was it that was my only thing but it was still really instructive and i and i used a lot of that knowledge but still i started with the um at this gym with a trainer like just to get started just to like like, okay, light this fire under me. And then if, if, if even if I just continue doing what, like, you've kind of like set me on, okay, now I've got a good path. And then, um,
1: what kind of trainer was he? Was he like a, you know, like a franchise gym trainer? Was he like a bodybuilding trainer? He was,
3: um, a trainer, you know, like employed at the gym,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, that I had joined. Um, I will say not at all a fit person himself. <laughs> um <laughs> which was sort of one of the reasons why I, I also like, like further cemented that I didn't want to work with him. Um, like I could tell he like was getting like good work out of me. Like I could tell that like he was, you know, like what he was telling me to do was good because of of my results already that I was seeing and just like what I was experiencing and and just like how I could feel myself working. Um, but he himself was not um, just, you know, super, super fit or like, you know, the model of what I wanted to be myself. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a way to like, like start that momentum. And then I knew that like, you know, I just needed to lift for a while. One of the things that was, um, um, I don't know. I think that, um, I think that, I think that my workouts were sort of more like, you know, maybe a little bit more like cookie cutter. You know, when you start out, it's like, you know, three sets of 10 for everything.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And were you were doing like full body workouts every time you went to the gym or was it like, were you oh, doing no.
3: No, no, no. I mean, I think I understood, you know, pretty well that, you know, you, you know, you, you take a general split of, you know, take each body part, you know, chest, back, arms, shoulders, legs, and you know, split, split those up um and, you know, you know, dedicate a day to them.
1: And what is it, what are your workouts like now? Cause you know, you've, you've made a lot, you've gained a lot of muscle in the last, you know, five years of your life, right? Sure. Yeah.
3: I think, I think that, um, there's, uh, just like, uh, I think there's always like, um, an intensity that you can continue to like increase and bring to your workouts that will help spur you on further. Um, but, um, I think also diet in the last like couple of years has been really like key for me, like just adjusting my diet and, uh, getting leaner and, you know, taking in like just cleaner sources of protein. Mm.
1: So you, no more really pizzas key. and donuts on the wall or or like, <laughs>
3: uh, I would say, yeah. um, I, I, I love a good donut every now and again, and, and pizza is delicious as well. <laughs> but like, I would say, like, um, um, I've uh, been working with a coach for the last year and a half, and uh, following his particular diet plan, like, just like the, I think, like, some of the food choices, and then also the um, the emphasis on, uh, you know, like weighing out the exact amount of food that you're having um is uh has has made a a huge change a huge noticeable change
1: and do you see Um, like in terms of uh the recomposition uh, as losing weight or are you kind of holding your weight like how's your body reacting to these changes that you're making
3: oh i mean it was i i think it was it was the like bodybuilder like dream ideal like i think Mm -hmm. i got you know bigger and leaner at the same time Mm -hmm. that's sometimes a hard
2: thing to do
1: yeah, because yeah. and I'm curious to hear your thoughts about this. Like for me, and I talk to other bodybuilders. On the surface, mm-hmm. you're thinking that cutting or, or reducing, or uh, reducing your calories or increasing the protein while reducing the carbohydrates that you take, will be the most challenging thing for a bodybuilding meal plan. But in reality, the hardest thing to do is just to eat more than your body's used to. And, oh, and sure. one of the consequences that I've noticed is I, I start having a lot of inflammation. So it's like I'm eating these giant meals like three, four times a day, trying to move that needle to go up to 230, 240, and yeah. I just... Like my body just says, no, Fausto, you're not gonna get there. You know, and and I know I will get there. What's what? I'm making my body my bitch. You better. (laughs) But you know, it 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 is like, you know, the psychological and the physiological challenge is bulking. It's not cutting. Well, is that Mm -hmm. is that how you Mm -hmm. find it for you?
3: Um well I don't, I mean, okay, I think that, I mean, your, your, um, experience is certainly like an experience that I've heard from like, you know, a lot of people, at at least when it comes to like the, like the experience of like the feeling of inflammation from eating too much uh, or, or reading maybe more than, more than you're used to kind of a thing. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't get so much, although I do just get like it just becomes like hard to get it down. Not necessarily because I feel bloated. It's just more like a psychological thing of like, Oh my gosh, I feel just like, ugh, um, like I've eaten so much. Um, but, um, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's a, maybe it's a food. Choice difference you need to make.
2: Do you have any uh, tips or tricks on like how to uh, get big while also cutting? Because like I'm in kind of that boat too. Is like I have a midsection sure. I want to get rid of, but I also want to sure. get you know big. I want my arms bigger. I want my chest bigger. I want my shoulders bigger. But that midsection, I'm just like. like.
3: <laughs> okay, well, uh I guess you know, t- sort of as a way of like, um, like answering that question, like. I also want to say that, like, I think sometimes having like a third party or like a, you know, someone not yourself sort of like look at you and what you're doing, like your training and like Mm -hmm. your diet and things like that. And like advise you versus like what you would do yourself. Mm -hmm. Like a question to you both. Is anyone other than you programming your diet?
1: Yes, sir. Not not
2: me at this moment. No, but yeah, I mean,
1: you know, and part of it is the conversation with the coach that I'm working with right now is just basically like, uh, eat like there's a dinosaur chasing you.
3: <laughs> right. Okay. <got laughs> like it. eat right, for right, your right, life.
1: But, right. Eat. But, and
3: for you, so you're yes. trying to put on weight, but to answer the question about yeah, like, for Mark, how to like cut weight, right. How to cut weight. Um, I, like, I think there is so much value yeah. in trusting someone else. Right. And like putting the decision in someone else's hand. Like, here's my goal You tell me how to get there and then I will, you know, I will follow it. And there's like an, there's like, and I say that because there's like, for me, there's like an ease of mental load. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe it's almost like a BDSM kind of a thing when like, you're a good sub and you can like, you know, like follow like, Mm -hmm. you know, what it is that like a, you know, like the dom, you know, is telling you to do. And like, because they're telling you to do it, you can like, you can abdicate that kind of that stress Mm -hmm. about thinking like, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to like think about, you know, what to eat. I just have to eat what I'm told to eat. You know, I just have to follow the plan. So you have to, you bond know, coach has told me, coach has told me, you know, okay, but whatever, you don't have to bonding or whatever. I'm literally just <laughs> saying, do what they tell you to do. Oh my yeah. God. You can think about it however you want. You know, like that's the way I think about it. Sometimes. Well, we but learn by metaphors. I think that you know? there is value. I think that there's value in like taking input from someone else, someone mm, else sort of like right. in that coach role. Right. You know, I mean, you get this, I mean, Fausto, when you, you know, if you're going to be competing, you're probably going to have at some point this feeling of getting closer to your show of looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking like, Oh my gosh, I," you know, maybe, and, and, and here's the thing, like already you're going to look incredible, right? You're dieting for a show, you're getting ready, but there's going to be this mental thing maybe at a certain time where you look at yourself and you don't see it. And there's so much value in having that coach perspective to sort of like steer you. And, you know, say even in that kind of situation to say to you, you know no like you you know trust this trust this process you're doing exactly right like you're looking amazing like you can't see it but i can see it like you're you're in it so it's hard for you to see it i'm here over here watching what's happening i can see it you know trust the process
1: well they've done studies and basically your body image is the last thing that changes when you make significant changes to your body
3: sure yeah sure
1: like you can't even see it yeah
3: i have this all the time i'll I'll look at myself in the mirror and I go, I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting to look big, you know? And like, you know, you know, my, my boyfriend will turn to me and he'll go, what are you talking about? You've been all all this time I've known you, you've been big. I'm like, (laughs) no, I think just, just recently I'm starting to look big. And that's because, you know, he, he's been able to see it, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's just, for me, you know, it's only then are you starting to see it a little bit and you're right. It takes time.
1: I'm so glad that you and Josh found each other because like, we know Josh pretty well here in Chicago. He was part of our, Gym scene, you know, and it's like I knew that, like you know, he dreamed of being in a relationship with somebody like you, and I'm really glad that yeah. you guys found each other
3: of just similar kind of like like lifting goals and and things like that. He yeah. wanted
1: a hot muscle daddy who was <laughs> <into> flexing,
3: <laughs> and he got it. Got and it. it. I'm so got happy it.
1: to hear that, you know.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm really happy to have him, and lucky to have him.
1: Yeah, I mean, part of it is like I I see you know couples and relationships. Uh, especially heteros- the 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 gay couples is a little easier because you're kind of gonna be more or less uh, you know, having similar desires and challenges and diets. But I noticed this with heterosexual sure. couples. Um, when when there's there's a guy who's a really big bodybuilder, his girlfriend's always cooking for him, <laughs> or she's also eating, and she's, you know, thick and curvy and stuff. And people Uh are like, and they criticize that. And I'm just like, uh, hello, this woman, this man looks like this because this woman is the foundation to his food and, and they're eating similar meals. And you know, it's like, it's, it's tricky that there there's some studies that have, that have been done where, when you want to change your behavior, surrounding yourself with people who are doing the things you want to do. Right helps to change it on a subconscious level as human beings. We unconsciously imitate each other. So like there's a, you know, when a, a heterosexual actor goes to theater school, a lot of his friends are going to be gay men and he leaves theater school and moves to California and New York to get jobs and all the, his agents that say, you sound too sissy, you know? So they, they actually go to voice teachers to try to butch up to, to try to use the demon voice, you know, and sometimes they overcompensate like Jason Ackles, <laughs> you know, Foster,
3: uh, Foster, are, you, are you telling me that, are you telling me that all these gay people around are, are, you know, not having a, not having a macho voice themselves like me?
1: <laughs> well, you know, it, it's a birds of a feather flock together. And, and part of it is like, there is a gay accent and it's documented and studied the affectation that we use to, we tend to over pronounce syllables and consonants. And that's a whole nother show. But what I'm saying is when you're living with somebody or you're wanting to make changes to your sure. life, it's really good to become friends with bodybuilders if, if bodybuilding is a passion for you. Sure. And I've noticed this like with people who have the biggest struggles in making those changes is because their family and their friends are mm-hmm. always like pushing back against those changes they want to make. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. How come you can't eat what we're having at the picnic? You know, mm-hmm. how come, how come you're eating your own thing? You know, so on and so forth. Yeah.
1: Or like, are you going to go work out again? But you were just at the gym yesterday. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger's line was like, rest, rest day. What is this rest muscle and how do I train it?
3: I can't imagine being in that situation. I, 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 like, I can't, I mean, and and for, like, fortunately, I, I, I don't feel that I am, which I mean, my mm-hmm. I mean, I, that that, that is certainly something I'm grateful for, I guess. But like, I I think if I were just to like encounter that attitude long enough, I would just, hopefully it's not from my family because I would just say like, okay, if this is the attitude, I'm just not going to be around you anymore. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, you know, in terms of work-life balance or workout life balance, it's about like surrounding yourself with a diversity of people to keep yourself grounded, to have a rich and fulfilling life. But the drawback of that is also becomes an opposing force to these very demanding pursuits that we put ourselves under.
3: Let me also say this too, because I think this was really kind of
1: helpful
3: <laughs> for me when I was starting out. Um, you know, when I was like, you know, making the habit yeah. of, of doing this. And, you know, for me, like growing up around, no bodybuilders growing up around, none of this, like discipline only kind of like taking this in for myself of, of just slowly, Um, I mean, let alone the process of almost like coming out as a gay man, you know, almost the process of like kind of like saying to myself after having not been this for so long, like, yeah, I want to go to the gym and lift weights and be a big bodybuilder. Yeah, that's what I want. Like, I think that there's value also in being single-mindedly determined. Like, yes, absolutely, support helps and support and you need support and support will help you grow, undoubtedly like you know documentedly, but like, i think there is value in having a single-mindedness about what you want to achieve and for like so for me that was you know building muscle and like getting big and so whether or for me and, it, and sure it was a tough choice it's it's less so of a tough choice now but certainly i can empathize with it being a tough choice but i made those tough choices to say like you know, like, no, I'm whatever it is like, no, I'm, I'm can't do this or can't do that. Or I'm not going to do that. Like I'm going to be in the gym after work every single day because I, the only, the only way to get to where I want to go is to like do this for five years. And the only way to do this for five years is to first do it for this day that I'm in right now. Like I have to think about it as like, if I want to be where I want to be, which I already know is going to take a while. Like I have to start this now. And so for me, like I like whether or not someone else was going to say like, Oh, like, uh, Oh, I'm, you know, going to do this with you or not. Like, you know, I was just kind of say like, I'm I'm going to do this, whether or not anyone else around me wants to do this, this is important to me. And I'm not going to let anything like stop me from doing this. I'm going to do this no matter what.
1: Mm. what what's your uh, uh, meal breakdown throughout the day? Cause you and I have similar schedules. Uh, and yes. sim- we actually do yeah. similar jobs. Um,
3: yes, we do. Yeah.
1: And one of the things that I find myself at work uh, <laughs> is every single oh. time I have a break, yeah. I try to eat. And ev- yeah. inevitably, somebody walks into the room and says, why are you eating? Didn't you just eat a minute ago? <laughs> at, at How's which that point, like for you?
3: Don't waste any of your time answering that person's question. Pausto, like, With a
1: mouthful of food. No, don't even try No,
3: I'll eat you next. Literally just, just (laughs) again, it's like, again, someone like someone asking you that question is like white noise in the background, like Mm. pay them no mind. Like, (laughs) um, but, um, I'll have, I'll have eggs and oatmeal in the morning. Um, and then, you know, so rather than my eating on my first break, I'll, we're eating a lot. Yeah. Um, what I usually have is like, um, like some type of like little like fiber and glutamine shake and like a banana, and that'll usually get me over to lunch, right? And then like and then I'll eat on my lunch, and then I'll eat on my second break, um, and you know. What are you uh, eating uh, on your uh, second break? Oh um, yeah, sure, sure. I'm the, always the, dying the meal to know, is yeah. uh, chicken and rice. Right, lunch is chicken and rice. That third meal is um, usually tur- uh, turkey and potato, and then uh, usually a workout, and then an after-workout shake, and then I'm going to have steak and tortilla, and then I'm going to have like two little yogurt pods at the end of the day.
1: Sounds wonderful. It we're works. Mo- we're all moving in at Drew's place. <laughs> He's cooking for everybody. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna
3: you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be, you're gonna be motivated uh, around me. I love it. Okay.
1: That's wonderful. Uh, you know, in, in terms of like uh, when you're sort of uh, not at work or mm-hmm. you're, you know, people call this the cheat day or the day that you're sort of like treat yourself to the foods that you may not necessarily have all the time. What's your go to sure. food?
3: Oh, OK. Well, um, breakfast out anywhere at any time of the day. That's my favorite meal. Mm Mm. I mean, uh, particularly for breakfast, but I mean, hey, breakfast at 3 a.m. is still breakfast. Breakfast at 11 p.m. is still breakfast. I can um, eat eggs
2: at any time. Fausters just like, oh. I can't eat
3: eggs after two o'clock in the afternoon.
2: Well,
1: I can have a sensible. Spinach well, because, because for you, because for you, it, it,
3: <laughs> it, it does it evoke? Does it evoke the, like the morning feeling time?
1: Oh, it definitely uh, messes with my circadian rhythm. Absolutely. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah, like you eat, have an you, eat, you dinner. I know. If you were
3: to eat eggs at three o'clock, you'd be like, this is the morning time. Your body would like, you know, stay up later, maybe. Um, but see, I so think I, it's a I, cultural I love, I uh-huh. love that. But, yeah. um, you know, I love also to like, you know, go out for sushi or Thai food as well. Delicious. Mm. Um, There's also a lot of great Korean barbecue places here in San Mm. Francisco, and Korean barbecue is delicious, I think.
2: The best part about Korean barbecue is they give you all that fermented food with it, which is so good for your intestinal health.
3: Uh, Yes. Yes, -hmm. it is. I actually will tell you that uh, part of my diet does now include um, sauerkraut.
1: Yeah. Do you make your own sauerkraut, or or do you buy it
3: pre-made? No, buy it in the jars.
1: Yeah. Uh, so for people who want to try it at, this out, just buy yourself a head of cabbage. I like red cabbage.
3: Oh, sure. Right. You can, you know, you can just, you know, toss Shred it in it. with a, you know, put it in with vinegar and salt, you yep. know, and let it, let it go. And, you know, that's a, that's a great way to do it.
1: The one thing is that make sure you use sea salt and um, even right. like tap water right. has a little bit of right. chlorine in it. Right. So do it dry right it all way. out right. before you put the, vin- the apple cider vinegar. And it's just right. a pinch of sugar also uh, adds a nice like sweetness to it. That's. And so, I, cause I like it a little bit with a little bit of crunch, you know? Um, and so anyways, the, yeah, the, the, nice. the probiotics in, in homemade or store-bought fresh sauerkraut is, uh, is really great because the, the, they attach themselves to the fiber and it, they're able to sort of go further down your digestive system. And when mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, bodybuilding here, we're talking about, all the foods as you can eat and, and then mitigating the inflammation or the bloating that you get from that. And some, some bodybuilders take um, uh, digestive enzymes. Personally, I found them not to be very useful. What have you ever tried those or.
3: Uh, So so a part of the um, working with the coach has been his following his prescription of, Um, you know, a, a regimen of, um, in addition to vitamins and, you know, fish oil and pills like that, certainly. um, Yes. Some of it has been some gut health things. Uh Um, uh I think that that has, I, for me, it certainly hasn't hurt. Um, I, I feel, I I feel like good, healthy, uh, certainly regular on it. Um, I think also like, I had not ever had like a fiber shake before in my meal. Uh, in my in like in my diet plan, mm-hmm. uh,
1: so fiber like you're putting like Metamucil into it or like uh, psyllium no, husk. Uh,
3: what is it? It's like um, it's it's some f- uh, fiber powder mix. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like a more interesting name. I think it's like hydrolyzed or something like that.
1: But are you like uh mixing it at home and you bring it to your to the to work, or are you like adding the water at work and shaking it there?
3: So yeah, adding adding the water at work and taking mm-hmm. uh, shaking it there because otherwise it'll you know sort of
1: turn into Tick the sludge
3: in, right too quickly. <laughs> I I actually did that. Yeah. Um, Fausto, I'll have, you know, we, we had a, we had a morning training one day and, and I did that. I, I made it at work or uh, at home. And I think it was the like early March of last year, right? When I was working with starting to work with this trainer for the first time. And, um, I got to work and I, I, you know, went to, went to drink it. And thought like, Oh wow, I, I guess I, I guess I must've not put as much water in there as I thought, you know, like sure that's happened to a protein shake before. So, you know, go into the bathroom mix up some more water with it and, you know, try to have it then. And, you know, only then does it still come out in like thick paste form, which uh, silly me, that was just, I had not experienced that before with like a fiber shake. So that was, that was my first story with a fiber shake.
1: Now you're very active on social media. You have this wonderful Instagram account, uh muscle. I, I, am, I, badge.
3: Am, I am somewhat active on social media, I would say.
1: Yes, and uh, like me, you post uh, these beautiful photos of your body everywhere, and inevitably there's going to be haters. Haters going to hate. <laughs> Players going to play. Will there be? Well, you tell me. Uh, so uh, one uh, person uh, went on after me on social media last week, uh, who identifies as as uh, non-binary, trans male, okay. and okay. they were saying that by me posting these photos. I'm creating an unrealistic expectation of what a male body should look like.
2: And did you thank them for that? <laughs> well, I said
3: why well, yes, I am. Thank you. And to me
1: I'm like, you know, wait, yeah. wait, what,
3: what are you posting photos of me? Of myself. Of yourself.
1: Yes. So I'm posting photos of myself to the people that follow me because they want to see photos of myself. And sure. this person uh came to followed me and started uh, chiming and and got into a heated discussion that I later had to block them because they started uh, personal attacking me and other people in the thread and and everybody was very respectful of, of this individual and and but they wanted to start a fight and the fight was based on how I looked and I found it kind of ironic you know because for me and in my mm. entire life I've always fought for people to modify or change their bodies. whether they're, you know, it's, it's a, from a gender perspective or a size or shape perspective. Sure. And, and to me as like, I I don't think they understood what I was trying to accomplish and why I share those things. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that topic. Like have you run across that at all?
3: Um, I've not run across that. And, and this Mm -hmm. is certainly, you know, not, not my ax to grind at all. I mean, I will say this, you know, I, um, but, but, but hearing, only, only in what you describe, and not being aware of this event at all, nor reading any of the comments, nor, nor, nor knowing right. anything of the specifics that were said, only based on what you describe. The, the only thing that I can think to relate to is how I felt about myself before I started lifting looking at other bodybuilders i would look at like big bodybuilders and even even though i desired them and desired to to be like that myself i felt it was near impossible like there's something about especially like a particularly developed guy again who's been lifting for like years like ten years minimum you know where like there's this very like um kind of interesting separation that happens between like the trap and like your upper chest and like your shoulder that almost looks like like if you weren't born like that like how would you get that how would you ever achieve that on your own that just seems like i can't i can't imagine how like just lifting for years would achieve that but it does and it's only by lifting for like i mean my god for me at this point it's like 10 years that I've been like lifting 11 Mm -hmm. years that I've been lifting like, you know, and I think that I think that only for me, for instance, like, you know, I kind of, I kind of look at that part of my body and I kind of think like, Oh, okay. I've kind of got like some interesting, like looking shape there now, like only after years of doing that, can you get there? But I remember before beginning that journey, looking at a physique like that and thinking like, that doesn't seem attainable. That can't, how, how can I, how can I achieve that? It's the only thing I can think to relate to is that maybe just someone looks at, Something that they don't have, something that they're not, so, something, you know, something that, you know, if they're not as big as you, if they don't look like you, they feel they can't get there. They feel it's unachievable, unrealistic. Um, and it, it's realistic with a significant amount of time and effort, right? And, and you know, following a diet plan and, you know, you know, following the prescription of the plan and, you know, lifting, you know, five days a week on days, even if you don't want to. You've got to go lift because you. How else are you going to do it, right?
1: Well, I think about this like the movie Amadeus, (laughs) with Salieri getting mad at Mozart because he was just a really clever musician, and Salieri admired but also hated Mozart to the point that he, in the movie, I don't think this happened in real life, tortured him and played, you know, gaslighted him to the point of driving him insane into his death. And, you know, when I think about the ability to build muscle, people always sort of dismiss it with steroids or they dismiss it with genetics. And, and my answer to that question is, you can't change those things. You can only change what you do. And when you yeah. compare yourself to somebody else, you're inevitably always going to be comparing yourself to somebody who you see as more successful than you, not somebody who you see as less successful than you.
3: Well, I think also that I think also that there's an important distinction to be made there as well. Like, for instance, me looking at like a photo of a bodybuilder and being, you know, and, and being on this journey as well. I'm inspired to keep going on my journey. Me looking at a photo of a bodybuilder before I started that journey, I would be more like envious, less, less inspired, more envious, perhaps.
1: Yeah, I tell all everybody document, document, document. Cause you know, you may be looking back on the past and be like, oh wow. It's like, I didn't realize what I had sure, and how far I've come or it's just getting a perspective. And and in this day and age with your cell phones and these digital cameras, it's like you're sort of robbing yourself out of personal growth by understanding who you are in your body.
3: Can I, can I say, Fausto, that I think that that's one of the most fascinating and kind of like, for me, that was certainly like a key thing. Uh, that made me feeling like I could achieve what I wanted to achieve with bodybuilding with weightlifting achievable when you when you know when when our generation yeah. when when you know everyone sort of like had suddenly access to you know a huge amount of like pictures and social media, there were so many transfer- there were so many more iterations, so many more examples of inspiring physical transformations, physical transformations that I wanted to make for myself, ones that showed me a person that looked like I did now and showed me that they had achieved significant size growth. And me thinking like, oh my gosh, if if they can do that, I can do that, right? I think that was a hugely motivating thing, right? And, yeah. and you know, I think that taking photos of yourself is, is huge too, you know. Um, there's, um, it's been very interesting to look back at photos I took of myself uh when i started um i did this quite consistently every month when i was lifting new and again that ooh, that was a huge motivator you know taking progress photos of myself being able to see the progress even when you can't see it yourself that's that third-party perspective you get from like a coach right again when you can like look at your photos and go oh my gosh like i didn't think i was making progress but when i look mm-hmm. over these photos from like five months i can't see it month to month but when i see like you know, month one to month five, oh my gosh, like, right? the difference is clear, right? So, um, I hadn't taken photos for a while, but when I started taking photos for uh, working with this coach, again, I can look back at those first photos and go, oh my gosh, like, wow, I've made significant progress from following this guy's plan.
1: Well, I would say, like, you know, in terms of your body, you have a beautiful biceps. You have beautiful arms, big, round muscle bellies, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure a don't, lot of people don't ask... Stop. <laughs> and i'm sure Keep you going. get a lot of people asking you like how do i get biceps like andrew has what, what what's some uh bicep building advice that you could share with the listeners
3: i mean and and i say this not to like repeat something i've already said and certainly yeah. not as a joke but like i think part of my first answer is like you have to lift for 10 years like as, as part of that it's like you're like yes it's like you want biceps like this like you need to like but here's the thing like i don't think there's like like there's no like trick to it right there's no like ooh like it's this movement versus this movement like that's not that's not the starting point of that it's like it's a bicep curl it's just like dumbbell bicep curls and you know like barbell bicep curls and you do that you know every week for 10 years (laughs) Um, but and you do that consistently right I mean that's that's the thing that's maybe the thing that's not being clarified you know you do it for 10 years consistently um, I'll tell you my current thing. That's that's a more useful answer. I'll tell you my I'll tell you what I currently do for arms for my biceps. Uh, I do um, I do a giant set. So I do first I do barbell curls and then followed right away by dumbbell curls. Um, and maybe you know it's like uh, four sets um, and I do like fifteen and uh, fifteen reps. Um, and then I'll go on and I'll do hammer curls, and then I'll do forearms. And for me right now, forearms is like uh, reverse curls. or uh, if I go to the gym that has this particular wonderful machine, it has this kind of like winch machine. Um, A winch. You, gonna, uh, well, it's this it's this bar, and what you're doing is just you're just using your wrist to like roll. The bar and the bar is, you know, being attached to a, you know, a a rope that's being wrapped around it. And so you're just, you're just slowly back and forth just with your, just with your wrists, you know, just moving this, moving this bar just little bits and it's, it's winching up a weight, And then you go down as well. My God, you don't drop the weight at the top. It's not like a fucking pinball machine. Right. I
1: do love those weird, uh, ex- you know, forgotten exercises from, you know, the classic school of bodybuilding, like, sure. uh, you know, taking well, a dowel and putting a rare, string on it.
3: Right. Uh-huh. They're rare. Right. They're. Uh, oh, well, yeah, sure. Sure. That's the that's the right. If you didn't have the machine. Right. That's how you would make that. Yeah.
1: So it's a, for people who are listening. Um, so it's a it's a stick or a dowel with w- drilled in this middle Uh, so you can attach a rope to it. And on the other side of the rope is a, you know, modest, uh, weight and you, you train your forearms by rolling the rope up the dowel and then slowly unrolling it backwards. And it really is quite a bit of a forearm workout.
3: Oh yeah. Don't just do, you know, once up, once down. I mean, you know, do like, you know, three up, three down and, you know, and then Mm -hmm. after that, Ooh, your arms are burning and then do three sets of that.
1: Uh, what do you think about vacuum poses? Are you a fan of them?
3: Vacuum poses are great and essential for people that need to hit a vacuum pose on stage or are interested in a <laughs> vacuum pose. Like for me, like I think it's a cool thing. I actually did just see an interesting like little little way of like training yourself if you wanted to like do that. At you know kind of like hunch over a hunch over a desk or a you know a, a, a you know a table and you know to pull your pull your um, stomach in as hard as you can and you can just kind of hold it there. Uh, other than that, no Fausto, I don't have any interest in creating a vacuum pose.
1: I think, you know, cause I have a dance and yoga background for me. It's like, um, the vacuum co- pose. I believe with the yoga people that it helps, uh, improve digestion. So it's okay. like squeezing your, your abdominals in sucking in the gut for like a minute and doing like three sets every day mm-hmm. or every other day, uh, can have yeah. a lot of beneficial things for your posture, for your gut health, for your, uh, and I guess the, the yoga people believe that this. It, you know, increases optimism and uh, positive thinking and all these other kind of interesting things. I don't know how far that goes, <sighs> but you know,
3: well, that all sounds like a beautiful idea.
1: <laughs> uh, one, th- one thing. And, and if you guys are big fans of hammer curls, try doing hammer curls with a preacher bench. Mm. Cause one thing I've like, I've never sure. thought of my biceps sure. as being particularly very big uh, compared mm. to other people. But then I get on the preacher uh, bench and do hammer curls and I, they really like pop. And I'm mm. like, you know, for me, like sometimes vanity motivates you to lift.
3: Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, it, you know? sure, sure.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, hey, you know, it, it's still a muscle you got to train,
1: you know. Yes. But the muscle um, most important is your heart. Oh, oh. so you do a lot of oh, <laughs> cardio. I thought you
3: were going to you say your mind. Oh, I was going to say like, don't don't get an enlarged heart now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like too late, Mike. My, I'm like the Grinch. The heart just stopped. Didn't stop growing. Three (laughs) sizes, four sizes. Uh, It
3: it grew more than three sizes that day. Okay. (laughs) Wow.
1: So uh, Andrew uh, Flex is going to be happening at Powerhouse. When's the next one going to happen?
3: So this next one is coming up on July 29th. That is the Up Your Alley weekend in San Francisco, and. I have to say it—it it, it wasn't kind of planned this way, but my event just so happens to fall on the Friday of that weekend, and that's a big so, weekend in San Francisco in the fetish community. That's a- Yes, indeed. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping for a great turnout, and that's why I wanted to make sure we had, you know, we upped the ante from mm-hmm. the first flex, where we, you know, got all the little, you know, little uh, kinks, as we might call them, ironed out. Don't you want the so kinks? That we can make room, so that so that we can make room for the right kind of kinks? Oh, right. Okay. That's that's why we. Oh my God! Um, I forgot
1: to ask you about this. You're also now a regular performer with Baloney. Well, you say that I'm a regular performer with Baloney. I would have to
3: uh, perform in minimum a second show with them (laughs) at this point to be called a regular performer. But I heard from people that you 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 hit it. Yeah. Oh, I'll agree with that. I think I hit it out of the park with them. Uh, It was great fun. Baloney is a. Uh, They call themselves the all-male gay review in San Francisco. Um, But then they very quickly explain that, you know, all, uh, you know, uh, titles are fluid. And of course they have, you know, they have some straight people that perform with them. They have some women that perform with them as well. I was very fortunate enough to perform with them in this last show. Um, It ran for this last weekend and the weekend before that. And it's a comedy burlesque show. Um, I got to do this wonderful scene with them uh, where, I did Hamlet's soliloquy, the huh. "To be or not to be" uh, soliloquy on stage. While I, I don't know if I can say, um, I did something very interesting with the skull. Um, I wasn't just holding the skull. Oh, yes, skull fucking so feeding. Great, your skull it's a great fucking. show. Yeah. Their next show is coming up <laughs> around Folsom time. Um, uh, around Folsom time is actually when the next flex after. Uh, July 29th is, so I'm probably going to be a little bit more involved with that, but I'll probably be go-going for them, uh, at least during that show.
1: Well, that sounds really exciting, and we definitely love uh, watching all your wonderful photos and videos from these events that you do. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I
3: was going to say, you're so kind. Thank you, Fausto.
1: Andrew, thank you so much for uh, joining us today on Let's Grow Big, Big, together. Big together. Yes. <laughs> Wait, can I say that
3: with you? Can we do that one yeah. more time? Sure. Okay. uh, Here, you give give me a count. We'll do it after three. And a
1: one and a two and you know what to do. (laughs) Let's Let's grow grow big big together. together. And that's okay. I can just edit so it sounds like we're all doing it at the same time. Oh,
3: Okay. Okay. Sure. Sounds good. So do your own take right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Sure. You got it. Okay. Okay. All right. Ready? Yes. Let's grow big together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, little bro.
1: Yes, little bro.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, big bro.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, always, always, uh, Andrew, uh, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Mark
3: Fausto, yeah. both of you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It was, um, it was a delight to, uh, to talk to you again uh, in this, uh, in this show capacity.
2: Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. It's always feels good to be appreciated. And I appreciate good. you coming on the podcast and I appreciate you doing what you do. I think that flex is a wonderful idea. I think it's sexy. I think it's hot and, uh, it's where it's at.
1: Yeah,
3: thank you so much. You're
2: Wish
1: we had one in Chicago.
3: <laughs> one. Hey, uh, uh, Fausto, let's you and I keep talking about that. You know, let's you 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 get a you get a bar, you get a venue to do it, and I'll help you build out the idea.
1: The thing about it is, it's just finding the people. But you know, because all the bodybuilders I know, they're like, hell no. <laughs> like there's something I about like California you, right. mindset is this very like you know body positive inviting thing and here maybe because of the winter i don't know but it's Mm -hmm. like people are just like i'm not taking my clothes off for less than five hundred dollars and you're like (laughs) sure sure like come on
3: you know if five hundred dollars is what it takes then we've then that's our first operating cost
1: yeah that's true well andrew uh congratulations on flex it's it's i mean i've talked to people who've gone to it they all love it sounds like a Mm -hmm. it's going to be around for a long time it's going to, so. you know, take the, uh, dominate the, uh, the, the gay bar scene, in San Francisco. Then you'll have a reality TV show. Then all the bodybuilders will be charging $80 just for a meet and greet. Oh my gosh. Okay, great. <laughs> we'll well, as expo. long as I get,
3: uh, as long as this somehow benefits me in the long term, then I'm all for it. Great.
1: Well, more muscle means more <laughs> muscle worship.
3: That's true. Yeah. I mean, it can only write it, it, more attention, boost the signal of what I'm trying to do. Sure.
1: I mean, for me, this you know, people ask me, like, why do you do this? Why are you giving all this, like, uh, you know, help for people for free? And I'm just like, because the secret is that then, you know, the imprint. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm making more muscle in it's, the world. So I, I want to see. It's called building yeah. community is yes. a little bit
3: more important than just making a buck. And these are the things that we truly live on and make you know our lives mm-hmm.
1: meaningful
2: but do bring your dollars to flex yes. Tip yes. Your body still do bring the dollars you to know? flex absolutely yes. Yes.
1: make it rain people
2: <laughs> is it is it byob bring your own
3: baby oil or you provide that uh we do provide the baby oil okay.
1: we do provide all the right oil. sweet Oh, I can right. just
3: imagine a whole crowd of muscle worship goers like, you know, instead of poppers around their neck, they've got a, you know, a little lucite bottle of baby oil ready to go just in case a moment of muscle worship strikes and they need to be prepared.
2: I have a little I often have a little bottle of lube in my pocket just in case something happens. Well that's that's
3: <laughs> minimum. Everyone should have that.
1: Well, that's part of the reason like and I think the first time we ever met was at the Gay Beach. We have a photo of us and Steve Grand.
2: Mm-hmm and <laughs> uh, i saw steve at the gym the other day
1: you did yeah. yeah and and we were just like all standing there and somebody was like oh this is, this looks like all these famous people like <laughs> famous muscle gay muscle people in in the same spot and somebody took I don't, a picture i don't
3: think that's exactly what was said i remember a photo being taken but i don't think we were identified as a bunch of famous muscle people all in one spot together well
1: you haven't seen the captions on my Thread. Uh yeah, Uh, people are like, Is that uh, Andrew from Flex? Is that Steve Grand?
2: Did you sleep with all of them? Uh, And I was like, I I tried.
3: uh, I'm sure that Steve Grand was recognized. I don't think me probably. But again, uh, Steve recognized your boyfriend. Yeah. From Twitter. Well, you know, I'm I'm flattered. I'm tickled.
1: (laughs) In the right places.
3: Yeah, in all the right places.
1: Yeah, and keep flexing those biceps. You have such beautiful biceps.
3: Truly, oh, I'm epic. never going to stop flexing these biceps.
1: Legendary, Andrew. Ah, oh, ph- phenomenal. You're getting me all shook up again thinking about him.
3: I can hear that, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> this is yeah? this voice doing it for you. It yeah. does. You have a this
1: beautiful, sensual, sexy sensual,
3: slow, sultry voice.
1: I like your demon voice too.
3: Yeah, it's the de- demon voice. <laughs> Great. It's like this. Don't make, it is.
1: I've not reached, you know why I call it a demon voice? Cause of the woman who, who went to McDonald's and threw a fit and she for oh. chicken McNuggets. And she was like, I have not reached my final form. Oh, <laughs> you remember
3: that viral video? Yeah. but Well, that's more of like a, well, then I would be like a super Saiyan, right? Because that's a yeah. DBZ right, reference, right? I don't know. I'll you know what I'll call it the I'll call it my daddy voice. Your daddy voice. We'll say it's voice. my daddy voice. That's right. Hey, baby. That's right, boy. That's right, boy. You like daddy, don't you, boy?
1: It's your Don Cornelius and Soul Train voice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I uh, maybe 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 I would say maybe more like Don Mazzetti, maybe from a uh, Bro Science.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, he's got a beautiful voice too.
3: Oh, that man is that man is quite a sexy man.
1: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I sound like Ed McMahon from Publishers Clearinghouse Sweepstakes. <laughs> you are a
3: millionaire now. Oh my gosh! All the references,
1: <laughs> Andrew. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be there in spirit flexing with you at Flex at Powerhouse mm-hmm. on July twenty ninth.
3: Thank you, thank you guys. Uh, I think maybe for the next one, I'm gonna you know have to wire up some type of like webcam live feed and let Do you it. know people tune in from afar.
1: Oh yeah, we'll see yeah yeah get that get fire up the tiktok and the instagram stories and all that good stuff
3: right there we go do one of those live thingies that i've you know been hearing all the kids do
1: oh my gosh take care andrew all right take care Andrew. thank you guys so much great talking
3: to you have a great day (laughs) bye-bye bye-bye bye
1: (laughs) Andrew Don Bose lives in San Francisco, California. Follow him on Instagram and Twitterland on all the lands across the land. Mm. Muscle pup badge, the badge Madge.
2: It's the badge Madge. Who used to say that? That That's was
1: uh, uh, the Australian drag queen. Uh, oh. Shoot, I'm forgetting her. Uh, gosh, she's so famous, I'm blanking. Yeah, that,
2: that was her. Con- the, um, man, what's her name? Dame biggest, Edna. Dame Edna. That could, stupid Dame Edna special. <laughs> she would say that to her co-host, right? So yeah. Why does the, what was the question? She, would,
1: she, she, would, uh, she was so self-absorbed. She This Australian drag queen, uh, Barry Humphreys, who mm-hmm. identifies as heterosexual, uh, believe, if you can believe it, uh, who's also in the film, makes a cameo out of drag in the film, absolutely fabulous. Uh, Barry Humphreys' uh, drag alter ego, Dame Edna, had a very popular talk show in the 1980s where uh, part of the gag was all these celebrities would come on the show and she had no idea who they were. So she would ask them to wear a sticker with their name on it. Oh yeah. And her assistant was basically a geriatric 85 year old woman named Madge. And she would just scream at her, get the badge Madge. <laughs> <laughs> and this old woman with the black Sharpie and her, you know, shaky handwriting writes like Larry Hagman, mm-hmm. you know, from My Dream of Genie or yeah. Dallas, his name on it. And if she was bored with them, she'd just take a lever and she just flush them <laughs> out and somebody else, you know. And, and so uh, the, the gay talk show host um, in UK who, uh, who set his orange and purple, what's his name again? Um, Graham Norton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he that. St- steals that you know, flushing the guest off if they're too boring.
2: I think that is is it the guest? Yeah, but I think he doesn't do it to the celebrities. Not yeah. he does not do it, he to, he does does the it to the celebrities. Like, the audience members, if they get things wrong or something, or
1: if they were taking too long entering, <laughs> this is like something would happen. She would just book somebody famous and pull a lever, and the stairs would flatten out like a like a James Bond villain, and they would just shoot. <laughs> They wouldn't she wouldn't wild. even interview them. She's like, they're taking too long answering the set. I'm bored. <laughs> Anyways, Andrew Dombos lives in mm-hmm. uh, San Francisco. Check out Flex at Powerhouse. July 29th at Dory Alley weekend, Mm -hmm. or as they call in San Francisco, Up Your Alley. Up
2: Your Alley. And I want to remind folks, too, the best way to support this podcast is to become a Plus member at Feast of Fun, FeastofFun.com slash Plus. You get access to both our podcasts, all of our archives. You get it there. Also on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Feast of Fun. Maybe you just like to make a donation. You could do that at FeastofFun.com slash donate or just send some Venmo to Feast of Fun.
1: Yeah, actually, you know, a lot of the listeners want advice on, you know, their bodybuilding, building muscle, Um, you know, they want to think about starting anabolic steroids. They want to talk to their doctors about this stuff. They don't know where to start. Um, I provide an hour of consultation for $99. We will talk about anything and answer. I will answer all your questions. Uh, You can reach out to me on social media, Fausto Fernos, and uh, we'll set that up. And uh also if you want to buy my sweaty t-shirt or underwear it is uh $75 mm. f- exclusive for the listeners of the show cuz mm. on on Instagram I charge uh 99. Ooh. So I give them a discount. Get that discount. For you I will give you my sweaty underwear for $75. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good deal. Uh I, we have a review actually from Brian, oh, one of yeah. our de- dear listeners, uh he says, "I wanted to say a general thank you. Your muscle growth podcast, Let's Grow Big Together, is honestly one of the best things I've come across in a long, long time. Thank you, Brian. I've grown up obsessed with muscle growth. Literally, my first porn material were photos of bodybuilder like Javier Daltz. Am I saying that? Daltz. Yeah, Daltz. Back when I was a teenager. I never lifted until the age of 29, however. I always hid my muscle growth fetish from everyone. I am glad to finally be able to have found it and others are into it as well and pursue my own passions in bodybuilding. Get that muscle.
2: Brian. Thank you, Brian, for the wonderful review.
1: I'm glad that you finally are enjoying muscle building. Brian's a tall, big guy. Oh, yeah. He looks pretty good, honey. Show him to me. Yes. Come on, Papa Bear. <laughs> And he's not afraid of, uh, you know, showing off his, uh, queer side and his muscular side. So salute to you, Brian, wherever you are. And of course, uh shout out to everybody who reaches out on social media. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's this other we world of people that follow me on Instagram. And every time I post photos of myself with the exception of that, you know, one or two people, um, I just get so much love and so much support and advice. Like we give so much advice out there, but you know, the reason we know all this stuff is because you guys also share that information with me and, um, and it's wonderful. And I really, I just, a, just, I'm personally delighted in doing this podcast. I feel like we have a second hit mm-hmm. on our hands. Definitely. I mean, feast of fun, are loving it defined podcasting 17 years ago. And, you know, in pursuing my bodybuilding passions, I was like, let's listen to some bodybuilding podcasts. And it was like, it was like Beavis and Butthead. They're like, huh, we're in front of a microphone. <laughs> 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 and you're like, oh, come on, guys, give us something to chew on, you know? So, so, you know, I, I'm a fan of a few podcasts that I listen out there and and they inspired me uh, to do this show. And, and I'm just glad that we're able to sort of create this mm-hmm. space that's really mm-hmm. sex-positive, body positive and uh, performance enhancing drug positive Mm -hmm. space as well.
2: Well you know and on Feast of Fun too for years, you know, for seventeen years we've often touched on bodybuilding and on health and fitness and wellness, those kinds of things. So it's you know it's a natural offshoot.
1: But I always noticed that whenever we talked about this topic, it was very divisive in the existing audience.
2: Yeah. So we it needed its own kind of
1: avenue. It needed its own it got its shoulders got so broad it needed its own seat. (laughs) It's own space. And so, you know, I'm really glad that we are able to do this, that we're able to sort of talk about uh, sexuality in a way that is enticing and not scary and doesn't get itself censored. Because, you know, when you talk about gay sex on the Internet, it's like sends the alarms, you know, but you say like, let's grow big together. Wink. And they're all into it. They're like, it spells out LGBT. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, like, you know, not everybody gets that. Mm-hmm. They're always like, what, why do you call it that? I don't know. Hey, you're saying. hot for watermelon this week. Yes. Right? So uh, our spotlight focus uh, uh, exercise, exercise focus is uh, dumbbell preacher curl, hammer curls mm-hmm. on the preacher bench. Google it. Dumbbell hammer curls on a preacher bench. It's going to change your life. You're going to love it. Um, in terms of a uh, food sp- focus, it is summer right now. Eat more watermelon. Get
2: a watermelon. People
1: think, a- because the watermelon's so sweet, they like, think it's super crazy rich in carbohydrates. It's not. It's
2: not. And so when you go to the yeah. store, you want to find something that has like a nice green, dark contrast color, but also, too, you want to make sure that there's a white spot on the bottom because the white spot shows that it, hasn't, it, it was out in the field, it and it is, ripened. It is ripened. You know, if it doesn't have that white spot on the bottom, it may have been picked too early.
1: So ripening in this field yeah. adds more nutrients, mm-hmm. adds more flavor. Yeah. And to I the, feel
2: like it's it's different once you cut it up and then you put it in the refrigerator and you take it out and it's colder. That does something to it. It just tastes watermelon tastes better a little. It bit oxidizes. Colder. Yeah.
1: And 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 it enhances kind of like the flavor. Like a red flavor. wine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, like you know, because some some people will like buy a big watermelon. Mm-hmm for a party and cut it up and just leave it sitting there. And everyone's like, eh. but cut it up the day before the party, put it in the refrigerator, chill it. Mm-hmm. It's like cheesecake tastes Taste better the next day. So yeah.
2: it's super high in antioxidants. They say it's good for your heart and it has citrulline. Citrulline is also something that's supposed to be good for muscle building and for your heart.
1: Yeah. It, it allows your uh, brain to focus. It helps drive uh, citrullines like citrulline and creatine. Um, I've, you know, I've had a mixed relationship with, creatine in the past, like I'm one of those people who in the mid 90s was, was one of the first people taking creatine with a lot of sugar in it, uh, to drive it, uh, these days, you know, highly, what is the term that we are using these days for this, uh, dextrose. So highly branch cyclic dextrin. What? I know it's a, it's a mouthful, but dextrin, uh, is a form of dextrose. hmm and uh adding that, like 30 grams of that to your to your water with some kind of flavored essential amino acid, citrulline, creatine, and a pinch of salt mm. into your workout drink while you're working out, uh, can sort of fight that fatigue, give you more of a pump, get you uh lifting heavier, stronger, and getting those muscle pumped to get a more volume and looking bigger. Mm. And it's a great thing to take a little bit before your workout, but especially during your workout, pushing you know, the the nutrients into your muscle. And the way that the cyclic dextrin works is that it releases insulin in your body, just like uh, anabolic steroids or you know insulin, what the bodybuilders take, but this is your own body doing this, and it's driving all these nutrients into the muscle cells, and it helps you grow muscle and, and get a pump so it's it's something I really uh, recommended so watermelon highly branched cyclic dextrin and preacher bench dumbbell hammer curls try them out you're gonna love it thank you so much for listening to let's grow big together bye bye everyone